Hey everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today's topic is how to handle abandonment triggers in relationships. If you are somebody with the anxious attachment style, meaning that you tend to want to be closer to your partner than they want to be to you, then abandonment trigger is a real frustration that you probably deal with on a constant basis. And the ironic part is that people who have the anxious attachment style oftentimes pair up with their opposite, which is the avoidant attachment style. So people with the avoidant attachment style actually tend to want the opposite. They like to have more space, more autonomy, more freedom away from their partner. So when these two pair up, it's like a runner and a chaser. So the more you go after the avoidant, the more they retract. So these two people tend to constantly trigger each other. So the avoidant doesn't like being approached either. So they are triggered by the anxiously attached person's approach. So how do you handle this? If this is an issue that you grapple with, stay tuned. Hey everyone, my name is Yumei Chang and I'm the founder of Life is Love School. In this channel, we teach people how to have good relationships with themselves and with other people because I fundamentally believe that having good relationships is the key to happiness. So how do you handle abandonment triggers in relationships? So before I dive into how, let me cover what triggers are. So triggers are a psychological stimulus that send you back in time to a time when you felt wounded. So for example, let's say that you were raised by a parent that was negligent. So this parent may often forget to pick you up. They might come late. So you might end up being the only child left in school and everybody's gone home. You're left behind. You're either waiting by yourself or a teacher has to stay back to stay with you to keep you safe. So you feel abandoned. You feel lonely. You feel left behind. You are embarrassed because you're the only one left behind. So today, when your partner might have come home a little bit late or they didn't call back in the time frame that you wanted them to call you back or text you back in a time frame that you thought was appropriate, all those familiar feelings from your childhood comes rushing back, but you take it out on your partner today. So what they see is somebody who completely overreacts, but they do not understand that there's all this past that their action today is dredging up. So they're basically paying for all your past wounds as well. So this is the situation where your trigger button has been pressed inadvertently a lot of times by your partner. So how do you handle this situation? So before we go into that, I want you to know that being able to skillfully manage your emotions in these trigger moments is incredibly important. So from a brain science perspective, when your limbic system, which is your emotional brain, is riled up, it actually takes your thinking brain, which is your prefrontal cortex, offline. So what you need to do, and a lot of what I'm teaching here, is to help you to regulate your emotions so that you could bring your heightened emotions down to calm your heart rate, to calm your breathing, so that you can start thinking and respond in a more calm and more thoughtful manner to your partner. If you're new to this channel, definitely hit some buttons, hit like and subscribe so you do not miss out in future episodes. Step number one is to recognize that you're being triggered. This is an important step, but also the hardest step because when we're being triggered, it's like we are under a spell. We are in a nightmare and we don't know that we are dreaming. So in these moments, the telltale signs are you are overreacting. So the way that you react, the magnitude of your reaction is beyond what the situation warrants because you're not just reacting to what's happening right now. You're also remembering everything from the past, 
not consciously, subconsciously, you're remembering all that pain, all that hurt, all that resentment, and it's all coming back now. Another sign is that you start to think and talk like a child. So how does kids talk and think? They think in black and whites. It's sort of like mommy is all good or mommy is all bad. So my partner is awful or my partner is all good. So in these moments, it is my partner is awful. I can't believe that we got together. Maybe I should leave him. Maybe I should divorce him. All these catastrophic thinking also comes into play. There's also the use of very imaginative and dramatic languages because that's how kids are. They're very imaginative, very creative. So you might start using languages such as, I can't believe that you stabbed me in the heart. I can't believe that you pushed me in front of us, etc. Again, the language reflects how emotionally triggered you are. The last sign I will share is you start to pull out all the childhood coping mechanisms. So if you used to eat ice cream, eat chocolate, or watch a lot of TV or play video games to calm yourself, you might start doing those things as well. So again, these are ways that you could figure out that you are being triggered in the present day. Step two is to recognize that then is not now. If you are able to recognize that you were triggered in step one, then step two is to help yourself remember that where you are is right now and that you're an adult. So when we are triggered, we become a child and we forget that we have adult body, adult agency, adult resources, adult brains, adult everything. When you were a child, if your parents were awful, you are stuck, right? You're like a little prisoner of war. You can't just go get a job, move out, etc. You cannot do any of that. You are held captive. But today you're an adult and you have all sorts of options up and include leaving the relationship, which you could certainly do. I don't recommend doing it in a huff and puff, but these are all options. And that should give you a lot of comfort to know that you have freedom and you have options. Again, however, I want you to also remember that the difference between what is back then and what is now beyond the fact that you're an adult is that the person in front of you did not cause your emotional wounds in the first place. They were not the ones who hurt you when you were a child. So it wouldn't also be fair for you to bring all that resentment, anger, frustration, sadness from the past that was directed at somebody else, often likely their parents, and directed at your partner. So to recognize that they are not your parents is a big step. Another step to recognize is if your partner is willing to sit with you, listen to you, understand your needs, be compassionate towards you, that might be something that your parents were never willing to offer you. So again, I want you to remember the difference between your partner and who your parents are. And then of course, if your partner is somebody who is willing to take responsibility, they're willing to apologize, and willing to meet your needs, those are all huge pluses that didn't exist in the past. This is also a good moment for you to take time and do some inner child work. So an inner child work might be the empty chair exercise, which is you can imagine your parents sitting in an empty chair in front of you, and you can explain to them all the ways that they have harmed you. If I use the example of not being picked up from school, you can tell your parents how being the only child left behind, how it made you feel, how embarrassed you feel, how that you wish they would do differently instead. So you could express all the frustration and all the unexpressed anger that you wish you could do back then. You could do that now. This is a very healing exercise. And you can even have your partner participate if they are aware of inner child work. They can validate you by saying things like, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. No child should 
have to go through that. Parents should have been more responsible and they should have picked you up. You're a precious child. They shouldn't have left you behind. Like all of these words could sink in and heal that parts of you that really need to heal these words. So the final step, when you have calmed down and you brought your partner into the story so they understand why you feel the way you do, why you might've overreacted, is then you can make the ask. So in this example, once your partner understands that you're easily triggered by abandonment issues that stem from the past, you can ask them to please let you know if they're in all day meetings, maybe the day before or maybe the morning of. So you're not left wondering what's going on. You're not worrying that they might've gotten into a car accident, etc. Of course, it's no excuse for you to not do your own work so that you're not as reactive towards these triggers, but at the same time, a caring partner would also be willing to meet you in the middle. So I'm teaching all you all these tools not to ask you to keep trying if a relationship is not working. There are legitimate situations where the partner simply doesn't care very much and you might be the only one that's trying and trying and trying again. It's sort of like watering a plastic uh, tree and hoping that it will flower one day. It just doesn't work, right? So me teaching you all these great communication skills doesn't mean that you should continuously try when the partner is not even willing to take half a step towards you. So if this is the situation, maybe consider watching the video, when to leave a relationship. I will drop that in the show notes as well so that you could evaluate it. Just because you have tools doesn't mean you should keep trying, but in a good relationship, you definitely should use some skillful tools because communication really is the foundation of good relationships. We can easily say and do things in a moment of distress that we wish we could take back, but we cannot. So it's really important. Most of the tools I teach is about regulating your emotions first and then coming from a place of thoughtfulness and calmness to communicate your feelings and needs. I hope you find today's content helpful. As always, if you love to discuss relationship issues, if you are going through relationships and you have questions that are specific to your situation, please consider joining us inside Tribe where you get not just my coaching, but you also get the support of fellow women inside of Tribe, where we discuss relationship issues and communications and boundaries. I think you'll find that community extremely helpful in your self-love journey. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.